Hi, I'm Quentin D'Souza, and you're listening to Get Real Wealthy. Create wealth, freedom, and security through real estate investing. Make sure to check out GetRealWealthy.com. In this episode, this member has a few investment properties spread out over long distances. We cover why it is important to focus on one area starting out and becoming an expert in that area. We also touch on a blend and extend for when you are feeling stuck in a fixed mortgage. Usually what what I like to do is take a few minutes to get a a background and understanding of uh, what you're doing in real estate right now and um, see if I can help to get you started. Make sure you're um, on the the virtual library with all the materials and that you're in the uh, the right courses. So um, uh, can you tell me a little bit of a background about yourself? Yeah, so so basically... um, I am a nuclear engineer, so I start to invest the real estate uh, from last year, actually. So I purchased, I flipped one property uh, last year in Windsor, and I purchased a couple this year as well. So I run, yeah, so um, I have a three townhouse in, uh, in the north uh, Ontario. Uh, I have whereabouts in, in, in Windsor. Um, I flipped the first one in Windsor. Um, so then I start to in, because after I flipped that first one in Windsor, the price start going up a lot. So um, I start looking at the other market. So Thunder Bay is the second one I I purchased. That's a three townhouse over there. So after that, I purchased a new purpose built. Uh, garage suite in Edmonton. So uh, uh, last month, so I come back to look at the Windsor market. I feel that looks like all the investors they lift they lift the Windsor market. So I, I was able to pick up a deal like much lower than the market value. So I pick up another one in the Windsor. So right now I have three property under my belt. Okay, and what's your goal? Is your goal to create uh, cash flow from your assets or to do more flips? What What's your goals? Yeah, so basically um, I have short-term goal, long-term goal. And so short-term goal is try to get the cash flow can uh, accommodate my primary resident mortgage. So currently I, I owe a home in Oakville in the GTA. So it's right away. It's one million townhouse. So, so basically, I, I want the short term goal is generate at least two thousand dollars per month cash flow from the portfolio. So that's the short term goal. I wish I can achieve within two years. Um, another, the long term goal is to replace my active income from my from my nine to five job. So which will be. $10,000 per month cash flow. Yeah, so basically, yeah. Okay. That's my. And what, what based on your current portfolio, the townhouses and the Edmonton property, what's your current cash flow? 
Um, so the three town, three towns in the Thunder Bay, I purchased. Um, I purchased in is three thirty. So the rent is um, three unit totally is uh, two thousand six hundred. So right now the cash flow roughly is like four hundred, five hundred, but it's way under the market rent. So but if I'm able to uh, turn it, turn turn over the tenant to the market rent. So it should be one thousand dollar uh, per month cash flow if I am able to turn over the tenant and fix it up a little bit. And okay. for for the new bill in the Edmonton, so it will be closed in September, but uh, the cash flow will be lower because the higher purchase price. So the cash flow cash flow should be around four hundred to five hundred. Okay, well, that's getting you in the right direction. The um, townhouses, when did you purchase them? I'm sorry? When did you purchase the townhouses? Uh, so it's just closed in August. Oh, this they're brand new. Open. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So I think that the uh, so you you were able to purchase them. Did you get them at a like a discount or something like that? Um, yeah, kind of a little bit discount because we identify some structure issue. So we, 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 have, we was able to take 10,000 of the original agree, uh, agree value, uh, price. So, uh, if we, so right, right now the rent is like one is 700, another one is 900. The third one is 1000. So typically, like it, because they, they are side by side by side towns, like each unit has two to three uh, bedrooms. So because they are kind of town, the townhome style, so it would be really appear really desirable for the renter. So it should be twelve hundred to thirteen hundred per per town per townhome for the market rent. So if we can turn over tenants, okay. Um, so uh, I think that like one of the things you should consider though is uh, paying um, like doing some cash for keys and offering your tenants to leave. Yeah. Um, you know that would be probably one of the things, if especially if you're talking about that much of a difference in in rent. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's something that you should consider. Um, have you done any property management before, or have you you're hiring property management? I take it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. One of the things I'm going to suggest is on the Education REI website. Okay. Have you mm -hmm. have you been on there already? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll check a couple of calls. Okay. So one of the things that I'm going to suggest you, just because you just purchased the property, is you take that mm -hmm. course called um, Property Management Key Policies and Procedures. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah, about five, yeah. it's like five hours. And even if you hire a property manager, you should do it because you have a better idea of how things should be done and why. Um, yeah. So take the time to do that. Um, yeah. The other uh, piece is that it sounds like you're still growing. Where are you looking to invest um, or where to focus on? And one other thing I'm going to tell you to watch out for is be careful if you're spreading your assets all over the place. It's okay yeah. 
to invest in different areas, it's yeah. better to focus. So yeah. if you feel comfortable and you've done all the research of why you should invest in Thunder Bay, then you should continue to focus there, right? Mm -hmm. um, if you're looking for what fundamentals to look for, your first three properties in, in real estate identifies the fundamentals that you should be looking for in area in any area that you invest in. I could yeah. invest anywhere in North America, but I choose to invest in specific areas. So yeah, great. take the time, go through the course, your first three properties, identify those criteria. Then yeah. when you go to look at Thunder Bay or Edmonton or um, you know Peterborough, whatever area, mm -hmm that you use that criteria so that you can define like yeah. why I'm investing in a particular place. Okay. Yeah. 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 Totally agree. Okay. The, the other thing that I want to find out is have you maximized your ability to access your um, equity in your uh, principal residence as well as equity in any other uh, like lines of credit or anything like that? So, the primary resident, I currently, I, because right now I have a fixed mortgage will be, will be expired to next July. So because the penalty is like $10,000, I didn't want to break it right now. Because I, uh, as I mentioned, I, I took another Windsor property last two weeks, which is the uh, personal life of credit in my primary resident. For the purpose, I will need that as a rental cost, rental budget for that. But I don't think I maximize the equity in my primary investment right now. I plan to do that when I close to re uh, renew my mortgage or refinance my primary resident. Because right now I only have 460 mortgage. It should be more than 400 equity over there. Right. So one of the things that you should talk to, you should ask them whether you can do a blend and extend. Have you heard that before? So what they do is, let's say you have a penalty for the, the your mortgage. What they'll allow you to do is instead of pay the penalty, extend out your term for a year, blend the cost and be able to uh, change the type of mortgage that you have. Oh, uh, okay. 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 So you, you may think that you're stuck and you have to wait a year when you don't have to. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I heard about that. So, yeah. So I'm going to introduce you to somebody. You can talk to them about blending and extending. The other mm -hmm. thing is you want to have access to the line of credit, right? So, so you mean the and security line of credit? Yeah. The secured line of credit on your personal residence, right? Yeah. So make sure that you talk when you're doing that, the blend and extend, you, you're asked to have access to the homeowner line of credit, right? Yeah. You currently have one, but you want to expand it, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you want to talk to them about doing that in order to, to maximize your access to that credit. If, you're, if your income is uh, $10,000 a month, you should also be applying for unsecured lines of credit. Have you done that before? Uh, not really, but I got a couple like from the different bank. They ju they just show in my bank account, um, so I didn't I didn't accept it. Why? So yeah, yeah. I just I took this this couple of months, so I saw that, but I didn't I just ignore that. No, 
Okay, okay. That's the opposite. You okay. should be you should be uh, you should be going out and, and getting them. Oh, I see some some uh, kitties uh, coming in yeah. and out. Yeah, my my yeah my daughter play with her friend. Oh, okay. Making yeah, lots so of noise. <laughs> you should be going out and and um, uh, going out and uh, applying for those lines of credit and accessing them. Even if you okay. don't use it, it's always good to have and not need, then need and not have. And, okay. As, uh, and most of the time, it won't affect your ability to qualify for a mortgage. You need to talk to your um, the uh, particular either mortgage agent or bank that you're working with. But mm -hmm. if you have a relationship with CIBC, you should ask them for a line of credit. Also, um, if somebody's giving you twenty thousand dollars, don't ignore it. You know, okay. take out the line of credit, have okay. access to it, so okay. that you have it. Because okay. what you can do is, let's say you had a deal that made sense and you needed funds and you needed it from the unsecured line of credit in order to qualify, you use the funds from the unsecured line of credit to buy whatever you need to buy. And then if you need to qualify for another property, you use the unsecured line to pay down the secured line. And then okay. you can use that to qualify again, as long as you're comfortable with the debt and, and the numbers make sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. So actually, I use the security live credit as a down payment for one of the property because I don't have 90 day history for a down payment for that. Yeah, that's fine. Um, so now you need to go and apply to TD, um, BMO, CIBC, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, probably so, National yeah. Bank, you know, mm -hmm. especially National Bank likes um, professionals like yourself, mm -hmm. uh, like, and then apply for a line of credit on the on usually all four or five banks at the same time. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Right. As long as you're not doing a mortgage qualification right now, like, wait till you like if you're not in a position where you're doing that, then you should be applying and, and having at least access to those. Because imagine, let's say you said, how much do you want? If they asked you how much of a line of credit do you want, what would you tell them? Yeah, for, for one bank, I think it's like 25,000 for each one. Right. Like so if they said, how much do you want? What do you tell them? So it's like twenty five thousand. I think. No, you say you say if you if you're looking for uh, twenty five, you're gonna say I want seventy five, and if you're lucky, they give you fifty, and if you oh, get okay. twenty five, then you're fine. Okay. Okay. You always ask for more, more. than what you what you okay. think you're gonna want. You're an investor, so start negotiating, man. Okay. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you got to work on those the, those for each one of those institutions, and that should help you, you know, take you down the right path. Just be careful. You want to make sure to balance it. Any of those those unsecured lines of credit, um, you know, the interest is tax deductible, but you have to make sure that you can service the debt with the mm -hmm. properties. Okay. That yeah. everything makes sense yeah. and you're not using it to buy cars or buy like of boats course. or go on vacation, right. You're using it yeah. for investment purposes. So keep that in mind. Yeah. Right. Of okay. So Anyway, I hope I gave you a little bit of insight, gave you some direction, and and uh, remember to go into those courses and mm -hmm. also to the um, if you're going to start to work with partners, go and look at the the, the um, uh, course. 
Yeah, the raising money for real yeah, estate joint ventures. That's a very popular course. Yeah. And uh, yeah. so people really like it. So take take a look at that, okay? Yeah, yeah. Before you go, can I ask you a quick question? Sure. You go. The property I have in the Windsor right now, so I plan to convert the double garage, attach double garage into the second unit. Yeah. So because, yeah. the, because the city already allowed the additional dwelling unit there. So have you ever heard the people do converting the garage to the additional unit? Yeah, I have. Uh, usually it's part of the additional unit. So they'll use it like uh, to access like a basement unit or they'll use it as part of it. Um, you have to contact the city to find out how they how or what where, where they will allow it. But you can contact the the planning department or the yeah, uh, yeah. permit uh, building department directly and ask them. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I asked them already. looks like the parking requirement is the most like, demanding one. I checked that. I think it should be okay. I just never heard any other investor. Oh yeah. No, people do. Yeah. I, I've got a buddy who does it. He did it in Midland a lot. He would do a lot of his properties, add more square footage to one of the units by converting the uh, the garage. Uh, sometimes a double garage or a garage and a half as well. So, it was, uh, it, yes, you can do that for sure. So have, have, have you heard any case they only uh, do the convert garage, double garage uh, into a single unit? Only, only the for the garage just just in the garage yeah. um i don't know i would have to ask a couple people i, uh, I like i know that i've seen it as part of a unit i haven't seen okay. it as a unit by itself okay okay yeah I, i'm thinking that should i add the addition to that as well because right now it's already 500 square feet this garage is pretty big the one i have yeah. it's like directly access to the backyard and front yard so it's, I think it's perfect for the additional unit. You don't need any egress as well. Yeah, yeah, and you, you make it into a nice bachelor, you probably could rent it out and do well. I, I would think that, you know, as long as it works with the city and bylaw and uh, building department, I would do that for sure. Okay, okay, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Okay, have all right, have a good one. Take care, bye-bye. Thanks for listening to my conversation with our member. I hope you got some valuable information out of it. If you would like to create wealth, freedom, and security through real estate investing, make sure to check out GetRealWealthy.com. Until next time, I'm Quentin D'Souza. Get out there and take action. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for information purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to GetRealWealthy.com.